Hey kids, it's me, Icy Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time around, we're going to talk about the gym, we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about that, we're going to find out what's going on with all this zombie stuff, my guys. It's going to be an awesome episode, and I'm glad you're here to join me with it, but until we get into the fun, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. OK IC Robot, let's get this party started right, let's get this party started quickly. This is World's Famous with IC Robot. After escaping the downtown area Ed, Derek and IC Robots arrive at Ed Bebout secluded off the grid estate. Alright guys, here we are, Casa Bebout. We are far enough away from downtown that we should be safe here for a while. The house is 100% self-contained with a private water source, hydroelectric and solar power and enough food to hold us for at least three years. Are there any food cubes? I could really go for a white cheddar cube, but I'd also take a plain brown if that was all you had. No Derek, I'm sorry. There are no food cubes here. You really need to slow down. That stuff is dangerous. Dangerous? No, they are really tasty, but I don't think they are dangerous. Not dangerous? Look at you Derek. You are pale green and sweaty and I think you are turning zombie. I might be wrong, but I don't think that I am. I'm hardly a zombie Mr. Bebout. I just like food cubes like a lot. More than anything honestly and if I don't get one soon I might die, but I don't think they are dangerous really. Derek, you're tripping, dude. Look, I, I've known you for a little while now. You didn't always uh, look green, and, and you're starting to shamble a bit, man. You're hardly able to, like, walk as well as you used to, dude. Let's let's just, uh, we'll shelve this till later. We'll circle back to it. I, I do think you're turning into a zombie, but, uh, Ed, what, 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 what should we do now? Let's get inside. I can't promise that the zombies won't get up here. We are safer in the house. Here, let me open the door. Here we go. Let's head in. Me casa es su casa. Let me turn on some music. Do you guys like classic rock from the 70s? It is my favorite type of music. I like it a little but honestly my favorite thing to do is to eat in turmeric, brown rice and flaxseed food cube and jam to some tune. Without the cube the music doesn't sound right to me. It's all a jumble of noise and stuff. Derek, dude, you sound like a junkie, man. We're gonna have to, like, I don't know, we're gonna have to, like, break you of this, uh, cycle of food cubes, dude. I, I, I don't know, I don't know how long it takes to weed off the stuff, but man, you, you got it bad, bro. I agree. You do have it bad. It reminds me of when Kenny Stabler was hooked on Angel Dust and me, and Otis Sistrunk had to tie him to the goalpost at the Tropicana until he was free of the stuff. Do we have to do that to you, Derek? Is that what it's going to take? No, I don't think so. Let's just not talk about it though. I'm going to go to the kitchen and look for a snack. I'll be over there for a minute. Ed, that guy's tripping, man. I don't know if he's going to be a liability on our mission. I don't even know what we're supposed to do, but, uh, okay, what do you, what do you, what do you think is our, our next step uh, here at, at, at Casa Bebout? We will deal with him when we have to. First thing is first. Let's head into my private broadcast booth. We should be able to get on the air from there. It's over this way. Oh no. The signal is off the air. It looks like the transmitter is down. 
We are going to have to find a way to get it back on the air. Oh man, okay, uh, wait, wait, where's the transmitter? On top of the tallest building in Santa Rosa, Bethlehem Towers. Oh my gosh, guy, that's, uh, that's not good news. I know. This is the worst case scenario. Now let's return to Earth. open a pack of weird trading cards. Well, they come as if from outer space in a variety of weird guises. Defender, Pac-Man, Asteroids, Defender, Asteroids, Pac-Man. It's almost another world here in the video arcades of America. You can't get hooked on it. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> it keeps on making you play the game. Once you start to play it for a while, you keep on Terry Drinkwater, CBS News. Video City. Trading cards. Tops. 1983. In 1983, I was like 10 years old, and that's like, you know, that's the peak of like your video game playing for fun. Look, I know a lot of you guys, probably honestly most of you guys are still into the video game scene, but when you're that young, video games are like magical, man. It's like an amazing thing. And at this point, arcade games are not like new or anything, but they're like, they're like relatively new to me. So when I would get the chance to go over to Aladdin's Castle in the Santa Rosa Plaza, which was located right where the Victoria's Secret is now, I would like, I would like flip out, man. I would have the time of my life playing these goofy arcade games. I was like, I was into Tempest, I was into Gauntlet, I was into like Karate Fighter, just anything honestly. Anything that looked new and fun and cool. Usually when I went over there my mom would give me like a dollar, maybe like two dollars. As I recall, we would go to the mall on Wednesdays. My dad was working nights at the time, so it was me and my mom and my bro. And one of our activities was like we'd go to the mall on Wednesday, walk around, check out KB, get some food at the food court, and then we got like a dollar or two dollars to go hang out over at Aladdin's Castle and play some games. And man, that was just like one of the times in my life that I look back with incredible fondness. I was, I was trying to picture Aladdin's Castle in my head. I knew I was going to record this and I was trying to like get a picture in my head of what it actually looked like so I could, I could like formulate the memories better. And one of the things I remember was Right next to the Aladdin's castle was the bathroom for the mall, one of the bathrooms. And this was like the super sketch bathroom where dudes were like, I don't know what they were doing, man. Selling the lids of grass, selling pre-rolled doobies. I don't know whatever the, uh, whatever the drug fashion was at the time. But this was like an incredibly sketchy bathroom and I would avoid it at all costs. I don't know why this like, why this came into my brain at the time, but I, I do, I do think that like, the Aladdin's Castle was probably pretty sketchy, but the allure of video games just, it was too much to resist, man. I always felt safe, and I always felt at home there. Let's take, let's take a look at what we have here. We have a pack of Video City Best Video Game Trading Cards. This has three rub-off game cards, three stickers, and one stick of gum. This came out in 1983 from Tops, which is located in Duria, Pennsylvania. And on the back is an advertisement for Bazooka 
brand gum. Let's pull these out. I can tell right now that the gum is, uh... Oh, the gum is shattered into three pieces. Let's throw that over there, and then we're gonna put the, uh, wrapper aside. I like to save these wrappers. I think they're very nice, like, pieces of pop art. Let's, let's flip these all around. I'm gonna mix them up. So we get, like, one card, one, um, one thing. Here is... This is Donkey Kong Jr., and the the basic idea is like a game card, and as you go through, let's, let's see, there's actually rules on the back. Starting at Jr., rub off one dot at a time. Move up vines or over platforms and grass to reach the key to unlock your papa. You're out when you rub off three red snap jaws. So you have fruit bombs, blue snap jaws, and red snap jaws. Each one equals out the different points. Let's just, um... Let's take a look at this. We gotta go here. I don't have a coin. Let's see what I do have. This might work. Rubber rub. Oh, okay, here we're safe. Then we're gonna move one more forward. We're safe. Then we'll move this way. Let's let's go on this platform. Oop, red snap jaw. Then we move one more. What? Another red snap jaw in a row? Two in a row? That does not seem fair. Let's move up. This one is a dot. Fruit bomb, fruit bomb. Then red snap jaw. You know, there's no options here to uh, go ahead. So I don't, I don't know. This was rigged from the start, much like life. Then we have a Frogger sticker. This is pretty cool. It says hop to it, Frogger. I like Frogger coming up. I thought it was pretty fun, pretty cool game. Really, really neat idea that anyone can understand. You have to just like go across the street. You got to go to safety. You're a frog. I did play a lot of Frogger and I thought it was fun. Then we have a pack of uh, Donkey Kong Jr. stickers. This one has one, two, three, four, ten different little small bitty stickers on it. Three are Donkey Kong, three are Donkey Kong Jr., and then three are Mario with a key over his head. This is, this is the old school Mario. He looks pretty menacing, like he's gonna hit Donkey Kong Jr. with this uh, key that he has. Oh, and then we have next a Frogger game card. This is pretty fun. I don't really want to play it per se because the other one, the other one was pretty boring. You got to start at the frog, you rub off one dot at a time, cross the street and you are safe and then you can get, um, alligators, skulls, pink lady frogs, blue frogs, alligators, bugs, blue bugs. It's pretty cool, man. I, I could see being into this, but I don't want to scrape it now. And then the next one, this is pretty fun. You have three stickers on one sheet. They're all related to Zaxxon. You have one that says Zaxxon Maniac, and then one that's a rocket. It says Spaced Out, and then one that says Robot Killer. I like these. These are these are pretty fun. I have played my share of Zaxxon over the course of my life, and man, I am terrible at that game. There's something about, like, you're flying along, then you have to go up. You have to increase your altitude to get over these walls. And I would have the hardest time with the increasing and decreasing of altitude. I guess it's like, because you're sort of, you're sort of looking at it from like a different angle. I think that if it was like a POV shot and you were looking like right out of your eyeballs, it might be easier to go up and down. But I, I had such a hard time with that. I, I played some Zaxxon recently when we were at the Pepper Mill in a Reno and I still... I still stink at it. You know what another game I stink at that's sort of, in a way, kind of like Zaxxon-esque is Defender. I am the worst at Defender, to be honest. I'm awful at most video games. I'm okay at, like, Punch-Out and a couple different ones, but just, like, overall, I I don't know. I don't have the, like, determination to get my hand-eye that, uh, that, uh, up to snuff to be good at these. 
these kind of games, because these old arcade games, man, they all depended on hand-eye, you know? They were trying to get you. They were trying to get you off the machine. It was an actual, factual battle of man versus machine, because they wanted somebody else to be up there next to pop another quarter in. They got your quarter. They want you out. But I was always the sucker who died. Always the sucker who had to keep popping in quarters. Just was not good at it at all. But I've had a lot of fun. I like arcades. I'm not really like super big into home gaming. I have a PlayStation 3. I know it's old, but I, I play this season of baseball over and over and over again on um the Major League Baseball the show. I think it's fun, but I I go for things like that. I don't really get like too deeply into home gaming. It's just not as much fun to me to be sitting in my house playing a game, even though I realize, of course, you can play with your friends online and you can do that kind of stuff. But I I prefer the old school in-person arcade experience. And we're lucky. Here in Santa Rosa, we have two arcades. We're not like the biggest town in the world, but having two arcades for a town our size, to me, is pretty good. We have Scandia, which is actually factually in Runner Park, but it's still, it's the same. It's on the Borderlands. And that's the older of the two arcades, and that's really fun. They have a lot of cool games inside, a lot of redemption. They do have a lot of pinball. They have batting cages and a racetrack and all those fun things. Scandia Family Fun Center. I worked there for a week once. I'll talk about that someday. And then there is a new one called Epicenter. And that's over on the other side of town. And I've only ever been to Epicenter once or twice. But that is where the kid goes a lot currently. They have like these rhythm games he's really into. Epicenter is like one of those big multiple activity kind of deals. They have like a bowling alley and they have an arcade and they have like a place where you can throw axes and they have like a bouncy thing. Not like a bouncy castle. They have like a whole giant trampoline room where people can go and do backflips, which looks which looks pretty fun. I can imagine going in there and doing some flips. I don't know how many I could actually do. I could imagine maybe on a trampoline I could do a flip. I think if I practiced for a while I can do a flip. I can't do a flip in real life. In no means could I ever do a flip. I've always wanted to do a backflip. I think that if I could, that would be one of the highlights of my life, doing a big backflip. But uh, it would be fun to trampoline around and like bounce off the walls. I just like trampoline walls and trampoline ceiling. And you could just like bounce around. When I was a kid, things like that always seemed so cool uh, in, in your imagination. And, but they didn't exist. There weren't trampoline rooms back in the day. But now there are... Oh, the... um. The last card is a Zaxxon gameplay card. I don't really like these gameplay cards, to be honest with you. They seem like they should have just put stickers. Or, ideally, what would be cool is if they had the games. Like, uh, for example, you get, like, a card of Pac-Man, and it showed, like, a Pac-Man machine or a screen from Pac-Man, and then on the back, they gave you a lot of, like, specs about, uh, about the various Pac-Man things. You could have, like, a Miss Pac-Man rookie card. Let's take a look. On the back of these cards, on this one, the Frogger sticker, there are some Frogger game tips. Don't worry about the timer. Be patient. Take your time. Wait for an opening. Leave at least a full space between your frog and the cars. Don't forget, you can also jump backwards. The lady frog doesn't appear until the third frog of a round is jumping. Go after her if you can catch her without taking up a lot of time. A frog is safe on the back of a red turtle. Most turtles stay red, but when it turns green, it's gonna sink. That's... That's all good stuff. I I do dig that, man. At any rate, let's uh let's move forward at the in the show. These cards are all right. I don't love them. I do like the stickers. I might end up sticking this one. This is Robot Killer onto something. Shout out to Iceberg Thirteen. But uh, let's go. Let's move forward. It's gonna be great. Hello, this is noted celebrity Gérard Depardieu. 
from the iconic tank to the elegant drive to the masterful rotonde. Une nuit que Quartier HAS created a plethora of original fin watches for men over the years. Une nuit Discover the exceptional timepiece that stand for strong temperament, aesthetics, and precision. Une nuit Chanel, the king of jewelry, and the jewelry of kings. Use promo code ici robot for 10% off. Une nuit This is the Mo2 minute with the man who sold Caldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yeah, that's me, man. That's your guy, I see robots. I'm the dude out there selling acid on the street. Keldor bought some, poured it on his stupid face, and he turned into Skeletor. I I've been having a lot of luck with Motus lately, man. When I hit up the uh when I hit the Target in Rotor Park or the Target over in Cottingtown, there are a plethora of guys on the shelves right now, which is nice. It's nice to be able to go down to the store and find the guy you're looking for. It's really it's really quite a relief, you know, not to have to search high and low to find a cool toy. I am appreciating the distribution of uh, Mattel right now. Let's let's take a look. I got to reach over here, and I apologize for that, but that is that is the way of the world. That is the way of the show. The guy that I have right here in my hand is a guy that we are going to open up this week. This is another one from my vast Christmas haul of Motus, and again, this is another one that I purchased for myself and I gave in as a Christmas present. But this is a guy known as Webster. Not Webster, not the guy from the Papadopoulos family, not that little fella. This is Webster, the evil master of escape. You can make him climb up his line. He is from the retro line. He is he is part of the set that has Beastman, Skeletor, the Attorney and Goddess, and Stinkor, who we opened up last week. Let's, uh... Let's check out here what we can find out about Webstor before we get too long into the thing. Webster stars Emmanuel Lewis in the title role as a young boy who, after losing his parents, is adopted by his NFL pro godfather, portrayed by Alex Carras, and his new socialite wife, played by Susan Clark. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong file. Let me, uh, let me give another shot at that. Here we go. Webstore is a member of the Evil Warriors. He is a cross between a man and a spider, and was originally packaged by Mattel as the Master of Escape. On his chest armor is the symbol of a Black Widow spider. He wears a pack strapped to his back containing long rope with a grappling hook at the end which he uses to help him scale walls and escape any trap. Yeah, I apologize for the mix-up, but honestly, I don't apologize too much, because that was kind of a fun thing, and you learned a little bit about Webster and Webstore. Webstore should have been... He should have been, uh, booked differently. Instead of being the master of escape, he should have been the master of breaking in, because if you can break out, you can get in, and he could have been, like, the guy who sneaks in jumps Prince Adam from behind and then escapes. I 
I would have seen him that way. I never had Whipsaw back in the day. I don't think I knew anybody who had him either. He was one of those, like, he was one of those ancillary characters. Dudes would get, you'd get your He-Man, your Skeletor, your Beast-Man, your Merman, and then if you were like, if you were like some uh, rich fancy boy, maybe you would get Webstore. But for the most of uh, for the most of us, we were stuck with Stinkor and his Patchouli Order. But let's let's pop into this. There's some nice art on the package. Uh, you see, Webstore has his uh, grappling hook, and he's fighting with Buzz Off and also He-Man. I saw Buzz Off over at the Target the other day. His wave is out and on the shelves. I have an OG uh, Buzz Off. He's the one that looks like a bee. A lot of these guys are based off of insectoids or animaloids or whatnot. Let's take a look. He comes with a comic. This comic is rock and a hard place, and it shows He-Man being trapped by some rocks. I never read these, but I probably should. Let's uh, let's use these Vidal Sassoon snips. Believe it or not, he's taped in here. That's, uh, that's actually a first. Usually they're banded in, but the weapon was taped onto the back. He's also banded. Let's uh, throw this over here. We'll get that out. Tomorrow's garbage day. We'll make sure that that goes into the right bin, the recycling bin. You gotta get these plastics where they belong. Let's also snip open his gun. His gun is, it's a version of the one that comes in the Castle Grayskull set. You know how there's like that weapon rack in the castle? This is the gun that comes with that, but it's orange colored. Our guy Webstore has a blue an orange motif, much like the uh, Chicago Bears. I wonder if he is a fan of good old, good old George Hallis's guys. Let's let's check him out. Let's pull this off here. He has a bit of rubber band stuck on his arm. He's pretty cool, man. He has an armor that attaches on his chest, but it also has like a rope that comes out of it. It's like a recoiling rope. Let's take a look. Let's um. Let's try to untie this. It's tied in here. Very, very cool. Then we're going to hang the grappling hook end onto something else. And we're going to see how it works. Let's hook it here. And then when you pull this, he goes high. Very, very cool, man. What's nice about the Motus is that each one had some kind of a gimmick that they would uh, be able to use against their foes. And you can slide down this on a zip line. He has a really nice face sculpt, to be honest. He is, he's like the living embodiment of a, of a spider. You know, he climbs on things, climbs over things, escapes from things. So, very much like a spider. You know, I used to be like super scared of spiders when I was a kid, like very much afraid. And then one day I said, you know, this is stupid. I'm no longer going to allow myself to be afraid of spiders. I'm going to look at spiders, not necessarily as my friends, but I'm going to look at them as allies in the world. Because you know what? You guy, I see robots. I'm a predator. I'm the apex predator, much like we all are. And spiders, they're predators also. So we have some sort of a kinship, if that makes sense. So I try not to, I try not to be too scared. Now don't take, don't take this predator's kinship, like, don't take it too far and think that you could be friends with a lion because the lion will only see you as prey. But to something that you can prey upon, if you choose to be friendly, it's going to be the best thing for them to accept that friendship. And that's kind of how I view spiders now. We're kind of, we're kind of kin. But, uh, man, this guy, this guy's pretty cool. The whole time I've been talking, I've been trying to rewrap his cord onto his backpack for, for safekeeping. I don't want it to come off, but it does... It does have like two little hooks that you can use. I gotta say, 
this is a very cool guy and that I like him a lot. He's so villainous. His face is grotesque. He's a grotesquery of spiderness with a uh, with a little bit of reptilian in because he has like a ridge along his forehead and his ears are very reptile-like. But he has he has like fangs like you see when you see like a close-up of a spider's face. I dig him, man. I dig him the most. He's very cool. Let's take a look at this comic right quick before we get up out of here. Um, there's a bunch of fakers fighting He-Man, the blue fakers, and then Webstore is up there talking to uh, Castle Grayskull's uh, current inhabitant, Skeletor. There's the Attorney and Goddess. Pretty cool. I should read these. I'm going to read this one. I'll read it, and then I'll get back to you at a later date about that. All right, this is me, Icy Robots, and we're back for that segment known as We Built This City on Getting Swole. That's the one where we talk about our peaks. And our freaks, our peaks being our monumentally sized biceps, our freaks being the lovely men or women in our lives who support us in growing those peaks. This is about, this is about the gym. This is about getting swole. Your guy though, your guy, Icy Robots has been out of the gym for a week. I've been, uh, I've been out with a sinus infection. My eyes are poofy. Well, one of my eyes. My left eye's poofy. My right eye hardly ever gets the poof, but sometimes my sinuses get backed up and my left eye gets the poof. And it's like, you can't go out in public when you have the poof, especially with like, Especially with the bug out there in the air. Even though you don't have the bug, you don't want people to think that you might be with it. So it's best to stay home. So I stayed out of the gym for an entire week, which was which was hard. I was going stir crazy because let's let's be real. Your guy doesn't get out that much. I go to the flea market. I go to the movie sometimes. But for the most part, I safely, I safely stay in my house because there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world right now. And the gym is one of my get outs and I hadn't been able to do it, but I'm back. I'm back in full effect. I did lose a little bit off my bench, which was sad because I was throwing up like 220 pounds. Your guy's a powerhouse. Now, now I'm back down to where I was when I started, which is sad. It's 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 sad to see how quickly you lose these gains when you gain them. But that's the reason you got to go all the time, dude. You got to keep up on it. The gym, the gym is full of characters, which is interesting too. You get to you get the kind of people watch. I'm not saying you go in there and you stare at people, but you can't help but see other people when you're in there. Like, like doing stuff. And, and there's, there's this one guy, nice enough guy. I don't know him personally. He nods. He says hello. I call him Johnny Bench. He's one of these old style weightlifter types, barrel chested, big shoulders, big arms, big chest. Also a big beer gut. I imagine he hits the bench, drinks the beer. And that's about like the workout routine. Not a lot of cardio, a lot of lifting, a lot of heavy lifting. But the reason I call him Johnny Bench is homeboy is always on the bench. And I don't know if this is like, this is like the days that I go or also the days that he hits the bench. I have no idea. It's entirely possible that he does other things on uh, other days, but I kind of doubt it because every once in a while I'll flip the script and I'll go in there and Johnny Bench is still on the bench. He'll hit it up. He'll hit up like four, four forty fives. You know, he'll take the whole wagon take the wagon for a ride, do two, three, four, five of that, and then he'll sit on the edge of the bench looking on his phone trying to catch his breath for the next 20 minutes, which is fine. I I do want to get on there sometimes. The wife wants to get on there sometimes, and Johnny Bench is sitting there. I also call him Bronco Billy. 
because he drives like this really nice vintage Bronco. He's he's one of those guys who has a Bronco with like a Blue Lives Matter sticker on the back. You can read into that what you want. But uh, Johnny Bench, good old Johnny Bench, good old Bronco Billy. My guy, Cool Kyle. My guy, Cool Kyle, over the gym got let go. Cool Kyle worked there. I, I don't have any any specifics as to why that was. Maybe he just left. I do not know. But homie was always good for some workout tips. Homie was always good on uh, some tanning tips. I myself, I don't tan. If I want to tan, I just like, I go walk around in the sun. I pick up color pretty quick. But uh, homeboy was big on the spray tan tip. He was big on the tanning machine tip, which is... Which is interesting. I wasn't really so sure people were into that anymore with, like, the deadly UV rays or whatever. But, homie, would go in there, and he would come out golden brown. Shout out to Cool Kyle. We miss you, buddy. I miss the workout tips. Most of his workout tips, he would hit me up like I'd be doing something, and he'd come up, what's up, dog? Let me let me show you something here. And then he would, like, get me off the machine, and then he would get on. And basically, all of his tips were, like, just lifting a little slower, I guess, more controlled, which I already do, but uh, I don't know, man. Shout out to Cool Kyle. Shout out to Johnny Bench. Shout out to all these characters at the gym. There's this guy I called Eric the Red because he has a red hair and a like a little red mustache. I'm thinking he's a high school kid, but this is like, this guy is like a big, beefy bro. I'm not even exaggerating in any way. Guy is so big. I myself, I'm like 5'11". I'm not a small guy by any stretch, but this guy towers over me. I'm thinking he's like, I'm thinking he's like 6'4". My gut would say he weighs about 280. Guy is a monster. Just like the biggest shoulders, biggest hands, biggest arms you've ever seen. But then when I see him lifting, he doesn't lift very much. It's very, very interesting. Like I'll do, like, let's just say I'm doing like one wagon wheel on each side when I'm doing the bench. I'm not Johnny Bench. I can't pull the whole wagon. Homeboy's doing like two, like a 25 on each side, like two 25s. I don't know, man. Sometimes size doesn't equate to power. That's a... A fact in life because some of those powerful individuals I know, like take Gino Vega, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but dude can bench press like 300 pounds. He's a monster. It's amazing. I've seen him do it, man. When we were when we were at the theater one time, he like got his hands on the dumpster and he lifted it up a little bit off the ground. Guy's a powerhouse and he's not the biggest guy you've ever seen. In fact, he's actually one of the smallest. Last I heard, he's about he's about 4'10, 120 pounds. Very very diminutive guy, but uh, also incredibly powerful. It's amazing. But he can also do a backflip, standing backflip. I've seen him do it. He can do a backflip from the ground, land on the couch. It's phenomenal. It's crazy. But uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Johnny Bench. Shout out to Eric the Red. Shout out to everybody who's taken this gym stuff serious. The gym has been really crowded lately. And when I say crowded, I mean there's like nine people instead of the normal six. Because I go, I go at night toward the... Uh, Towards seven or eight hour, because there's usually like less people in there. People are at home watching TV, doing whatever. But uh, there's been like a few more, which is fine. People like sign up to the gym with a New Year's resolution. It's nice to see people trying to get their lives in order, man. I definitely appreciate it. It definitely takes a lot of hard work. I This is something I recommend to all you guys out there. Shout out to Esquilito, gym goer. Shout out to Teen Wundle. Jim Goer, shout out to my guy Sean, shout out to all these guys who go there and hang and clang on the reg. It's important. I swear to you, if you go down there twice a week for a few months, you will feel much better in all regards. You'll feel healthier, you'll feel stronger, you'll feel more accomplished. You will be heavier. And I also assure you, gym bros are not judging you. Gym bros do not care about you at all. I myself, I go a lot. I wouldn't call myself a gym bro, and I don't really like... I don't give a flip about what anyone else is doing. I really don't. It sounds like I do. I'm talking about Johnny Bench. I'm talking about Eric the Red and these guys. But honestly, 
I don't care what they do. I'm happy that they're there. I'm happy that they're trying, and I don't judge guys. If I see somebody lifting less than I would expect, I just assume they're doing something that I don't know. Like, maybe they're just, like, lifting it part way to try to work different muscle groups. I don't know. I don't know what people do. And honestly, I don't care. And I imagine most other guys at the gym also don't care. So if your concern is that a gym bro is going to judge you, they don't. They do not. They might see you do something. I'm not going to say they don't. But as soon as you're gone, it's forgotten because nobody pays attention that hard, man. You're too focused on yourself. You're too focused on your own peaks to care about somebody else's. That's the truth. I, I've been working out to the champion sound lately. That's a mix I made. It's over on supportthereport.com, which is the Patreon for this show. It's a 45-minute mix of all my favorite workout songs, but only the hot part, only the banging part that slapped. This is a powerful, powerful mix. And I throw in, like, motivational speeches set to music from, like, Denzel Washington, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Scott Steiner. Some of the most muscular, powerful men in the world are on this tape, motivating you, along with Derek, the Food Cube Zombie, trying to get you going. This is a powerful, powerful mix, and it's worth the price of Patreon alone. And that's like, that's like just a bonus. It's just a bonus on there. You also get like, who's who in the DC Comics universe. We just did an episode about the Peacemaker, who has a show that's on the air now. This is our guy, John Cena's HBO Max show. We got one coming up about the Vigilante, who's another character on that show. Then we also got At The Movies with Icy Robots, my weekly movie show where I talk about all things movie-related. I, I don't find a lot of space on here for movies. But with that said, next week we're going to do the uh, 2021 movie list. I keep a list of every single new movie that I see. I don't list movies that have come up previously, just new movies in the theater, new movies on the stream, new movies where I find them, and I write them down with my ratings, and we're going to go through all that next week, it's going to be great, there's 50 plus films, it's going to be fun, it's an annual tradition, go to icrobots.com, do a search for a big movie list, and you'll find, I think, the past five, the past six, last year, not that big, year before that, I saw over a hundred new movies, so there's some good stuff on there, man, do that, support icrobots.com, please consider supportthereport.com, Patreon, shout out to the Nerdy Blogger, shout out to Earl Green, recent Patreon signups. I assure you, the Patreon is worth it. It is, in fact, quite worth it. There is a lot, a lot, a lot of fun stuff there. Ask anybody, ask Earl, ask uh, the Nerdy Blogger, ask anyone, man, ask Esquilito, ask Engineer Nerd, ask anybody in the world, and they will tell you it's the greatest decision they've ever made in there lives. So, with all that said, I think we're going to cut the show. I think we're going to cut and run. We're going to head for the hills. We're going to do all that fun stuff that we have to do in life. Even some not fun stuff we have to do in life. It's the way it is sometimes. But, uh, guys, stay safe. I'll see you next week at that movie list. But until then, if you don't like the news, go out there. Alright, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that.
Yo slick blow. That's right. The I see robots radio is a listener supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Incredible strength. Oh, wow. Defender, asteroids, Pac-Man.